All right, Troik, would you like to lead us in with the one last we met? We had left off in the middle of glorious combat. For Chukorg had upset the trees. And so, the forest had attacked. And by his valiant efforts, Elric's valiant efforts, and Sybil's valiant efforts, we were able to survive. And by Alistair wrestling a tree, we had done less tree to fight. But now we find ourselves in a dilemma. Combat appears to have slowed down. The two remaining trees are floating down to the far side of the lake, struggling to right themselves. The spirit that we have called the Lorax, the one who is leading the trees, has been paralyzed and stunned and generally having a horrible, horrible time and has just been freed by Elric. Erlich. I'm going to get the pronunciation right someday. It'll be session 100, but we'll be there. Erlich. <laughs> and so, after Erlich has had the worst day ever, at his 3 HP and his double hobbled legs, he has stumbled over and freed the spirit and now has been granted an audience. And Alistair is celebrating having fashioned himself a living spear to stab things with. Well, wait, weren't, weren't the, the trees underneath the boat, or were they completely washed away? Sybil blasted them, and I burned a story token to have them go into the current so we would have more time. Because oh, the party was basically nearly dead, and it was entirely worth a story token. I was going to stab one with one of the spe- with the spear. You I can cut. still do that. There's they're just over there. You have to swim a little bit. I refuse. I'm not a swimming dragon. Wait over there, then. It's not that deep. That we know of. Watch that middle step, though. It's a doozy. Yes, All right. As, as we are starting this session without Irv and Cry, it is time for a resolution and possibly a mini adventure so i want to say that sybil passed out due to her spell casting the strain was too much or she she just got fed up with it we had the boat shake the animals would be panicking they would be loud and noisy maybe she cared about them and decided to deal with that instead here and i i have one other thing i want to do as as story token worthy um Tell me if we're not going to be able to do that. I want Chukorg to go overboard and get swept away by the current, too. Maybe not in the same position as the other trees, but uh, caught in an undertow, if you will. Well, we're going in that... The plan was actually to go travel in that direction over there to... Like, Wisteria's Cove over there. That's like our one-name location we haven't really touched. Well, wait a bit, wait a minute. That would actually be a pretty good, like, Otis for us to go over to Wisteria's Cove, admittedly. True. So, story, story token. This is happening. You don't have to bring that over. We would have gained a story token, so you could leave it there and just call it, and then we don't gain a story token at the start. Yeah! Ah! Splash! 
the way he floats. Orc overboard! Baby freaking whale, Jay. Absolutely. Ehrlich can't really hobble over to the edge of the ship fast enough to freeze um, Chukord again. Alistair briefly glimpses Chukord and uh, I want to say as a uh, I don't know, the, the, the spear wouldn't float, yeah? I mean, it's driftwood, so I mean, it, it might float. It's still if hollow I, interior. If I, if I float this, if I like, kind of like torpedo the the spear towards him, not at him. Do you think he'll grab on? Yeah, I can say you use it as a life preserver. Uh, this is this is what happens. I throw my my fashioned. Well, it'd be like it'd be dragon sized spear for the record. It'd be like it'd be massive. It'd be like a whole tree length worth of a spear. A massive explosion of water as the spear hits and kind of skips across with your massive strength in the throw. Makes its way over towards Chukorg, who splutters before grabbing onto it and continues to drift towards the outlet. All right, so are we are we no longer in combat because Lorax is effectively uh, trapped? Yes, he has one question, which he will grant Ehrlich before he vanishes or leaves or tries to leave. All right, this time since Ehrlich actually, like, he just kind of, like, plopped down on the deck. Give the, the Lorax, like, a, like a finger, like, give me a minute. And would look around for Yatiru. He, well, he'd look around for just the general chaos that's been caused by all of this, and like look over to where Alistair is doing Alistair things off to the side, and then he would wave to Yatiru. Yatiru is outright ignoring him, and is has his jaws clamped on the Lorax as a dog would on a thrown stuffed animal. There is a degree of violence still in his figure. He is fairly animate. His tail is twitching violently. He is glowing a very, very, very angry red. He does not seem to notice your presence. Okay. That would be him speaking to himself. So I have one question. You talking to him yourself or yourself or he's talking Ehrlich is talking to himself because he's not gonna burn his question on I have one question. <laughs> just 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 checking. Does Brutus offer any encouragement?
Brutus would would bop over and sit on Ehrlich's lap. What is there any way for us to uh, Alistair is going to pop his head over the deck. In a low, low rumble. Completely steal the question from Ehrlich. Undo the orders! He kind of turns his head towards you, and then he looks down at you, Ehrlich, and then looks down at the, the binding which you broke off. We were bound with these orders in our hearts and minds. Mine is more visible than most but all have them bound somewhere. So it's by the individual, individual entity. Do you have another question you want to try to fly by seeing as he's not dissipating into the ether? Well, he's got the other binding still binding him to his, this plane, so it's more likely he would just leave for somewhere else. Like, float off towards the edge of the bubble sort of a deal. There's it. What about with this thing that they're all protecting, this person? I'm sorry. What is your question? Where specifically is it being kept? The person. Yes. He attempts to move his eyes as much as he, as much as Yuturo allows and kind of glances over towards the mine. That way, west to the mine. Just in its deepest depths, or just in the mine? In the very deepest depths. He'd kind of sit there a second, seeing if the thing is going to fade now, because he only expected one question. He kind of looks at you, Turu, I have kept my word of bond. Release me. Now! Alright, so, I have a question on this. Mm-hmm. As Yutiru has basically had the other spirits notice his depleted state and thus be able to estimate his actual state, this has not been readily apparent as he has not been like in the focus of the spirit basically the entire time up until this point. 
Do I have to do a roll to impose that upon this spirit? Give it an inkling of the terror that it's actually facing. Um, no, we can just hand wave that. Alright, so... Yuchiru will, before releasing it, just give it that nudge. He will convey that sensation, that image, the sense of he is a shadow of something a bit more terrifying. I have one question for you. And then I shall let you go. This sword of yours, have you hurt a small child with it? No. Hmm. Do I have to do a roll to gauge his truthfulness, or could I just feel it at that point? No, we can say you feel it at this point. Uh, he is being truthful. All right, then, with that, Tara will immediately like fade from red murder mode and Almost with, like with a soothing farewell, like a, a complete fucking 180 of mood. He like carefully releases the spirit and closes his jaws once more. Little bits of like shadow flickering from them for briefly before it's sealed. And he drifts back away from it. Would you prefer that I break the other binding? It is unnecessary. And he kind of slowly fades himself over the side of the boat, gradually stepping down to the ground level and starts heading towards the hills. Run for the hills. Tira will glare after him for a few moments. Sort of just a mood. He doesn't quite have the facial expression to actually convey it. And he will turn around and then notice, holy shit, Ehrlich is like, he has been through everything. And he will immediately teleport way the hell closer from by the railing. Just kind of like stare at his face for a moment, then stare at his legs and be like, I've Stop paying attention for a moment. Sorry, what what happened? Explain. I got hurt. Will you please heal me before I can walk again? Because I don't believe I can pick myself up right now. Yashiro will glance over at Brutus. You do have a uh, handicap there, yes? Endurance? Yashiro would briefly attempt to pet. Brutus. There's like an awkwardness to this gesture because Mimic is also there. Alistair fully slinks himself onto the ship. Alright, clearing the dice, going for a critical injury heal, point blank. So okay. I for not actually researching it first. Heal critical is two, base heal is one, so that is three purple. Minus one, you have like the minus one or whatever if you're going to extend your spines. Well, it's point blank. So short of actually just like 
poking him like poking Alistair in the forehead. There, there's no way to decrease the range further. Okay. I would have the boost though because I am, of course, feeding back-to-back. off of the yeah. I am always going to be abusing the shit out of back to back. This thematically appropriate. Two successes, two advantages, triumph. Rejoice, through faith, your afflictions are banished. Woo! What does that heal wounds-wise? That would be his base, which I believe is five, plus two is seven. And then if he wants to use the triumph to do a little more, he could definitely even double that if you want to fulfill your triumph. I, I would like to use the triumph to double it and also, like, probably clear off a little bit of his strain too, since there'd be overflow. If sure. it is appropriate to do so. The, the straight overflow would be one. Alright, then take one away. You feel slightly less fatigued and way the fuck better. Yeah, You can stand! You can fight! That's completely healed his wounds and he's got three strain. Ehrlich would kind of shudder a moment and then, like, nod as he's able to pick himself up relatively easily. Chiru would drift backwards, nearly bumping into Alistair. We're turning around and just staring back at him. Where were you amid all of this? Uh, Alistair would say, there were more trees, were there not? There's an entire forest of them over there, yes? Uh, Well, and remember, everything was really, really slow, rumbly. Yatiro is not going to attempt to mimic his slow rumbliness. He does not speak well. Anyways, uh, Alistair is going to explain... Well, I mean, Yatiro wouldn't have seen him explode the first one. Would he? No. No, Yatiru showed up after that. Okay. Al- Alistair points one claw towards the shoreline where he exploded the, the one tree. He goes, me! And then uh, he points towards where Chukorg was. Is he still vi- visible? Oh, yeah, we forgot to explain that when Irv came in. Hi, Sorry, Irv. Sorry, I was late. Um... It's all right. We actually delayed. We started about like four minutes before you got in. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Like you, all you missed was we tried to write off your character, which we actually have a plot hook to go and like save Chukork anyways. Chukork fell off of the boat. Alistair threw his improvised tree spear for you to use as a flotation device, and now you are drifting. Yeah, and now you are drifting downriver towards. Mysterious cove near the edge of the bubble. Alright, give me a recap of what happened last week, real quick. Alright, we had a combat sequence. Yeah, you had a damn good roll, so you were able to actually summon Yatiru from his looting spray. Yes. We had Alistair fighting a tree. I remember we had that. the Lorax guy who, like, took hit two tree, well, three tree buddies, and then they all did a super leap over to the ship. Then Alistair dragged one of them down, a la Jaws. You and Ash got to basically 
tanked. Beep. You tanked it, I know. Yeah, you did good job. You, you soaked <laughs> damage. Unfortunately, Atira was in murder mode because he was upset about finding a maimed orcish girl in the village. Gave him flashbacks, parental rage, take it what you will, but he decided that he needed to get revenge for that, so... After he had initially pulled you and Ash to safety, he then went and, like, super ganked the Lorax. In an attempt to just simply stop that from being an issue. Unfortunately, Ash was not able to insta-nuke the two trees because the rolls were not with him because he was not able to roll for himself last time. Freaking loaded dice. So, it ended up being Sybil who saved a day and yeeted the trees into the water. I had given a uh, roll, so they would have been yeeted onwards. They would probably, unless they're still in the lake, they would actually be like a fair bit down river of you racing towards the edge of the bubble. So you have an opportunity to save yourself and not join their fate of going into the distortion of the multiple like sandwich planes on the edge, which probably will be bad for you as an unprotected orc. Never mind whatever the hell it's going to do to the two trees. Right. Does that seem right, Coco? Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Continue. All right. And so back at the boat, we had interrogated the Lorax. Asha got his questions asking about what was in the mine, and we found out that the person that is being protected, rather than the metal, is inside of the mines. And also, we learned from Alistair's question to the spirit that the bindings are the specific things, like the actual key, that are forcing these spirits to obey the initial order. So the second the bindings are removed or damaged beyond repair, those spirits are unbound from the order to continue doing what they were told to do for fucking forever, basically. Yeah, but isn't Ash the only one who can actually undo the binding? Yes. Technically, Yatiru could probably also, like, drain it to the point of having no magic in it. Like, just simply leech all the energy out of it, but... Realistically, Erlich is the only one who can actually go and go on the Great Emancipation to free all of these spirits. If we ever found a way to do that. But right now, we have a more pressing problem. As Yutira would have noticed that we're missing someone. Multiple someones. Chukorgan specific? Chukork specifically, although also Del Reese was actually up there with the uh, remains of the of third before that combat was initiated. So I'm assuming she was smart enough, being possibly one of the smartest people on the damn boat, to actually just go below once combat started. So, Indeed, she did. So our focus would be either on dealing with the people around or dealing with the missing Chukork. Tiru, however, will be starting with that. As he sort of lands on the uh, railing and twists Purig over the side, like a cat staring out a window. A ways away in the distance, as you peer off over this the railing, you notice the sun just on the edge of the horizon or, you know, just starting to come up in a pre, pre-sunlight pre phase. 
And then off at a small little wooden building far off, you see a flash of blue light for a moment. You can taste the air and feel a, a huge surge of energy of magic coming from somewhere near Wisteria Cove. And as you listen, you all almost hear the sound of one of those carnival pipe organs in the distance. Tiro is going to twitch at this after briefly, reflectively opening his mouth to enjoy the slight splash of energy and try to get like a feel of the taste of that. The the organ music immediately throws him off, and he it makes him peer harder. Do I have to add to an actual check to try to see Chukork, or is he just like around the bend at this point? You will have to make a check if you want to see Chukork, yes. I would like to make a good old vigilance check. For is the healer's job to be vigilant. And Yichiro has been reminded that he actually has to do his damn job, so let's go. What is the difficulty of spotting drifting orcs? <laughs> is he, is he, well, he's not flailing around anymore, so he's, he's, he's holding on waterlogged uh, under the log. I don't know, Irv, do you feel like Chukork would be doing more? Uh, no. If, if anything, he's uh, uh, floating and staring up at the sky, having a you know, existential crisis. I'm going to add a die for difficulty then. That means he's not quite as visible because he's low to the waterline. He's having an existential crisis. <laughs> Man, it's tough. Being... Unfortunately, I only have advantages for noticing existential crisis sometimes, which I guess this is one of those times because three successes and an advantage. You spot Chukorg partway down the outlet. Uh, it is very clear that whatever the magic surge is, is happening around Chukorg. As you see him for one moment, and then the, the light brightens for a moment as the spear and Chukorg go drifting through this energy surge towards the Wisteria's Cove building. We have a problem. Significant problem, actually. Uh, are you? Did, did any of you see that? Yes. No. Uh, Alistair would kind of pound on the deck, like knock on it, like he's knocking on wood. I like to imagine there's a shout from a annoyed Yugena deep below decks. Alistair would grumble at that. All right, we we have to go after Chukork. And the spears of the essence, so we can't quite get the longboat. Uh, Alistair, would you mind just carrying Ehrlich along, and, and we could go that way, yes? Alistair is going to open up his palm. Does Ehrlich get in? Ehrlich would eye this dubiously, but I guess this is his only option. Well, you could argue, like, oh, I want to, you know, ride on the shoulders instead. I don't want to lie, ride on the palm. Nah, it's, he, he'd, he'd get in the palm. Uh, Alistair gingerly picks up the dwarf. Snug, secure, not going anywhere. Your Ehrlich would hug Brutus. And uh, 
Alistair takes flight. Natira will immediately bolt off ahead of them. Yes. With an initial teleport and then just simply racing. She attempts to keep the spot in sight where Chukorg vanished. The closer you get, the more the pipe music kind of gets louder and such. And you see, as you get closer, it is very clearly a portal has been opened right into the side of the Wisteria Cove building. It's almost like a watermill-like thing where the watermill has been turns right around and around based on the water. And right where the water mill itself would be, a portal is spinning, uh, and there's music coming through the portal. Hmm. Can I do a check on that portal itself? Mm-hmm. Do I need to do a check? What are you trying to ascertain? A sense of if it's interplanar or within the same plane going to another location. Or if it's going to a pocket dimension. I guess there's technically those three possibilities, and Yatira would be familiar with all of those. So, what do you need? If you want to do it quickly, then we'll call for a roll. If you want to take your time and let... Uh, oh, no, we're going quick. You. Haste okay. makes waste. All right, then that's going to be a, a ye old arcana. Shit. Troik's Arcana. I know. Not as good as he's divine. You know, you'd think the portals would be divine, but no. All of his other stuff he does is divine. Is Although technically divine? when I cast portals, it's divine, but we're acetating arcane nature, so I guess Arcana. I'd say it is based on the speed of what you're trying to do, it's probably three purple. Four successes and a threat. By God, that music. <laughs> um, yeah, so as you get close, you can definitely tell it is interplanar. And I think, yep, yep, we're going to do it. The threat, uh, you hear from the other side, Welcome, Chukur! Wait, what? <laughs> Does that does that sound like the Yes, Yashiro knows who that is. He he's going to like visibly like lose his composure for a second. Ah, finally some good company. And then as Alistair catches up, Yashiro braces himself and then goes through the portal. Find Shukorg once more and a certain frickin' kobold. He knows what he did. What who did? So Alistair and Ehrlich, you guys see uh, Utero go through the portal. Alistair would, uh... Uh look down at Ehrlich flying in place and, and would kind of make like a Scooby-Doo <gasps> like with a, lo- with a low grumble if you if that makes more sense. Well, follow them. 
Alistair sighs and dives into the portal. Yuturu, as you make your way through the portal, uh, you feel a very weird shift um, kind of coming at you. Uh, and as you guys, you know, you pop through the portal first and you see, sure enough, uh, it you're inside like some type of circus tent almost, uh, like a big round top. And in the middle of the circus tent is uh, Grilzik or a form of Grilzik. Not This one has a large scar over one of his eyes. Uh, where one of his eyes might have been, and he's got a clown hat on. Uh, and you see Chukorg right away, but Chukorg doesn't look like Chukorg. He looks like a young orc. And then as you, and moments later, as you see and hear the sound of Alistair and Ehrlich popping in behind you, and as you kind of turn and twist to see, Alistair pops in as a young dragonling, not as a full-size dragon, and Ehrlich as well, is a young version of himself, and he is not limping. Does, Brutus Does he also have puppy Brutus? He also has puppy Brutus. Oh, Brutus is no longer, no longer mimic Brutus. All right, so I guess the real question I would have, since we're dealing with timey why me, older Yatiru was. Uh, I don't even know. We've hinted at like a horrifying menace here. I would say but he was constrained bindings, by his binding. Which, yeah, I would say your current bindings are holding you in your current state. I would imagine this feels absolutely fucking horrible. It's like a return to the fox, basically, of the feeling of being trapped and compressed. And for everyone else seeing, Itiru just sort of almost like wilts. There, there's just like he seems a bit more fidgety, a bit more less energetic at the same time. It's hard to describe. It's like somebody gave him like a good couple of hits and threw him over a fence. Okay. Question. Mm-hmm. Answer. So, are, so we're all affected by this effective de-aging. Um, Ehrlich doesn't have a limp anymore. Well, Ehrlich doesn't have a limp anymore, but the reason Ehrlich knows runes and magic is because he had his limp. Yeah, th- no, this is temporal. I don't think it's mental. Okay, yeah, that yeah, was... Only Yatiru's having an eternal crisis right now. That That's different. I don't think a spirit would be affected the same way by this as the rest of yes, so... As you guys kind of settle in and you kind of perceive it more, it's kind of it's kind of weird because like the top of the roof definitely looks like a full tent canvas, but as you kind of stare at the walls a little bit more, the walls very much look like you're inside potentially this building that you were looking at moments ago from the outside. Like the walls are kind of like stone brick with wood inlays, so it's it's a very weird quasi dimension mixture, probably only. You know, if you guys are thinking about it for very long, probably only happens because of the weird temporal nature of what's going on in this little pocket of stuff that you've been introduced into. So there's definitely some weirdness going on here. But regardless, in the center is Grilzik. He's got a huge banquet table set up for Chukorg. Uh, Chukorg, 
I don't know what your favorite food is, but he's got it there on the table and a seat, just one seat for you. And he's sitting there playing on a little organ piano that has only two keys. But every time he plays the keys, a different note comes out of a couple small pipes that are built into the table. Ah, well, I take a seat at the table. And, uh, damn. Favorite food. Obviously, it'd be eggs. Table littered with various types of foul eggs. It's not. It's not turtle soup. No, that was that was the Killbot's favorite food. Yep. I choose to believe these eggs are in like you know those obnoxious like European egg holders, where it's like Ow, a pedestal. Yeah. Eggs can be cooked in so many different ways. Does, well, are they eggs or are they like like tea eggs? Eggs. Mm, yes, I got the best eggs from every dimension for you. Ah, excellent. So, Grilzik, mm, I've yes. got a complaint. This joke work oh. withdraws the one of the spirit in the jars he has. What's with this thing you sold me? It didn't work. Hmm. So shakes, Very disappointing. Shakes the jar with the spirit in it. The spirit kind of bounces around from side to side and then brightens up a little bit. Perhaps you didn't shake it hard enough. Let's not have. I didn't shake it. I actually threw the bottle or something. Anywho, oh. it didn't save me. I nearly died. Ah, but you didn't. No. So perhaps that was its salvation for you. Uh, maybe. Still like the uh, logic complaint. Another egg? Ah, well, thank you. Oh, and you bought friends. Ah, uh, yeah. This is the gang. Is Alistair still in dragon form? You're in, like, Baby whelpling form. Everybody's been DH'd. So you are in early Alistair physical form. Mentally, you're the same. It's just everybody has, for whatever reason, been given weird grillsick effects here. Uh, which seems to be agreeing with everyone but Yatiru. So Chukork looks back and notices you all are young. And then he strokes his head to see if he has hair, which he does not. Well, hold on. I have a question there. How the hell would Chukork know if Yatira was young or not? Well, he saw, you know, Mary, or, uh, Alistair and Elric. Would it bother Chukork that Yatira looks the same? Just like a little paler? Chukork would be oblivious. Yeah. Chukork would just assume that uh, only beings with souls are affected. Damn. Cut him deep. I was going to heal you. <laughs> Luckily mean, for you, I'm not a meta person, so Yatiro is still going to heal you anyways. But... Yeah, I didn't say that out loud. Goddamn. You know, cutting at his only actual friend in the world besides Grilzik, who may or may not be his friend. Oh, you guys, you know look, you guys look different. Except for you, Yatiro. Tiro just 
Sora seems to like snap out of his Zodat expression, like turns to Chu Cork and peers at him and notices that despite his youth, he still seems to be in a not so great spot. So I have a question about mm-hmm. this. Both of his critical cards were dependent on the idea that he is lying down. Yes. Would these both technically be wiped out by the fact that he has gotten back up, gotten flung off of the boat down river, and is now sitting at a table eating partially rotten eggs from who knows where? Um, I don't know if that would uh, help the slow down or not. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, but uh, oh, the bold over, yes, wait, the bold over, yes. Wait, wait, wait. Th- that means my spear made it through the portal, yeah? Yes, yeah, it's somewhere. Is it? Is it still a spear? Or is it like a little sapling? <laughs> It is now a sapling. This is what I needed to know. All right, so removing that bold over, I'm going to attempt to repeat the role I had for Erlich for Chukork here. You know what? No, Chukork doesn't deserve to be healed. <laughs> Two failures, two advantages. I'm going yeah. to use both advantages yeah. to uh, regain strain. And the... Uh, I would say the failures, if there's a detrimental effect, his unease has just been, like, fucking amplified. Apparently that's so extreme that it's affecting his normally perfect healing. And so instead of actually properly healing Chukorg, instead there'd just be simply, like, almost a aurora of viridian light around it for a moment that it just ceases it just sort of like i guess idly drifts to one side if you may allow me to uh yes and you there i would say the magic idly kind of drifts but then you see grilzik as he's playing his little organ and the magic kind of swirls around the pipes and then sucks into them This tangibly upsets you, Tiru. Like, he he seems to move almost as if to speak. There's like a stutter or sound that just stops when he sees that. And he just sort of glares and keeps silent. So, Chukork! Ah, uh, yes. Are you going to introduce me to your friends? Ah, uh, this here's Yutiru. Snake thing. Ah, the old fart. Ah, yes. And then you've got Alistair. Although he won't be alive much longer. I think he uh, he made some enemies, and now he's slated for execution. Alistair tries to speak, but... And then you got Elric back there. Crotchety old, uh, you know, halfling. Erlik, who at this point has, like, both functioning legs, and is just kind of marveling at the fact that like, he's in good shape again. And then you got Brutus. He's some kind of animal. Puppy puppy Brutus rolls over on its back because it's a puppy. I don't know why he's kept <laughs> it alive so long. Perfectly good meat. Hmm, interesting point. And, uh, you know, we got a, we got an elf that can't talk to trees somewhere. 
Oh, yes, I know exactly where she is. But uh, I digress. Chukorg, my dear friend, I have quite the, the challenge for you today. I accept. Excellent. Wager has been set. Ah, uh, excellent. Let's let's double it. Double, double down. Oh, this is very exciting. <laughs> what fun! I love wagers. Erlig would kind of perk up. What did he just agree to? We don't know yet. That's why I'm asking. Well, I was just going to give two challenges, but now we're up to four. Ah. Uh, one for each of us. So Alistair sighs heavily. Heavily. Since he is a tiny whelpling, I like to think this is an adorable high-pitched sigh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you well eaten, or do you need some more time to finish on the eggs? Uh, you guys got any questions? What did we agree to? I don't know yet. He'll We'll figure it out. I'm not asking you, you idiot. Oh, well, he's not going to know either. Hmm. Four challenges from my bag of mysteries in order to win two fancy prizes now, because we are doubling down and all. Uh, I like the sound of that. I knew you would. What do the rest of us get for helping him go through with this? Oh no, he has he has tied all of your links together. Then shouldn't we all get prizes for this? Yes, we would have got one prize, but now you will get two. Yeah. How about done. four? No, that's that's quadruple the prizes. We'd have to take twelve challenges then. Elvis. See, he understands. It's basic math. You want 12 challenge? We could quadruple the bet if you'd like, Elric. Alistair flies over to Chukorg and tail whips his head. Which, again, as we've established, Alistair is like he's Brutus size <laughs> at this point. So wait, it's wait, 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 like, wait, why am I Brutus size? Because you're young, you're young Alistair. You didn't no, wait, would I be, but I'm not baby Alistair. I'd be like Drake sized. Well, you know, dragons take a long time to grow. So, yeah, yeah, I'd be human size. I wouldn't be like fucking. Uh, think of it like a. Like a I, don't, I don't know about that, man. I mean, like, Actually, yeah, he would be pretty well. No, I think we should we should defer to K here on what the problem. I'm like is. twenty feet tall in okay. mature form. How old were you when you walked into the portal? Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna you're gonna roll this little chance die here, Alistair. And if it's blue, you're human sized. If it's red, you're just a little you're just a baby size. You know the World of Warcraft whelplings are like nearly the size of a human. Whittle Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's still big, but you know. Still, yeah. Well, you would still hurt. Brutus is a big oh, ass yeah. dog, so yes, absolutely. You definitely sting Chukorg. You can take a damage Chukorg ah, if you want. Yeah. Alistair quacks to that. All right, listen, guys, we'll split the two prizes into four to make you happy. Alistair looks at 
Grilzik and it looks puzzly like is does that how that works? Well we could cut whatever it is in half, so yes. No no I there was no verbal response for True Gorg. We'll just settle whatever. what do we need to do? Produce your random nonsense. Excellent, excellent. Okay, first, I have heard many things about you, Master Chukork. Very interesting tales from across the lands. I have been so waiting to see how this would work. Uh, and he uh, stops playing on the organ for a second, and he claps his hands together twice, and a huge cyclops uh, starts uh, pulls in from this other room. It's like one of those hammer games in the carnivals, uh, except on it are all sorts of, like, Different instead of like the you're strong, you're very strong, you're weak, it's like die a gruesome death, get sundered and quartered, drawn and quartered, like all these different random deaths. And then towards the top, you see like um, live to see an old age and that sort of thing. And he says, I simply want one of you to strike this on behalf of Chukog or Chukog, you could strike it yourself, but only one person may do it and only once. All right, I'm going to take advantage of that interval where he's not playing to try to cast the heal again. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to repeat my dice roll. We'll see what right. happens. Okay. We said the same exact stats as before, or are they diminished? Yeah, They're the how, same. How diminished are Alistair's stats? The, you can, for all intents and purposes, you feel the same, all, all except for, like obviously, like injuries are healed and such. So you feel, you still feel... It's, again, it's weird, but you still feel your normal stats is... All right. I'm going to type something out to you, Coco. You tell me if this works. Okay. Now, does that also apply to Yatiru with normal stats, or is he just in, like, weird land right now and just tripping horribly? I think you're mentally tripping more than you're actually physically tripping. Like, All right. That, that makes sense. So binding would still be a hard limit, but it would be causing probably a fair bit of mental havoc so i will accept that also the role was two successes three advantages so i'm burning two of those advantages to remove the strain so i can just keep strain neutral and all right so that's one advantages and two successes towards heal so that's five plus two to B2, seven yep. and then what, yep. what would the advantage be maybe like I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, obviously it will take down the wounds. Um, but then I think, I mean, your other advantage could be if you want to, um, you could notice uh, how the magic flows so you have a better chance of if you need to cast again in the next time. So you're getting a better acquainted with this planar whatever mixing it is so that you have a, a boost die to your next magic cast. Fair enough. And I did not use the uh, boost die in that healing role because Yutiru is not near anybody because he is in his own world, basically, other than having this one moment of clarity. Give me a boost of strength, Roy. Actually, if I was near you, I'd give you that boost die anyway, so... Aren't you in the room with me? Yatiru is not directly near anybody. He's having, like, hardcore freakout episodes, so while he normally hovers around people, he is very much away, like the uh, 
edge of the room, away from this game, away from the table, especially away from Grilzik. Grilzik's a stand-up guy. Uh, I have question. Just one? No, no, I'm asking you, Kay. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can answer as Grilzik if you want, but yeah. it's a crunch question. Okay. Okay, on the the magic um utility um uh, my action would probably be that Ehrlich would try to effectively cast like the equivalent of the Popeye spinach meme on um Chewcourt so that when he hits the button it'll just explode. Is that a utility spell? Because like I'm looking through the augments and everything and there's nothing in augment that really matches it except like Primal Fury, I guess. Well, well Yeah, Primal Fury would actually be a very appropriate thing for this because that increases their unarmed combat checks by X. Yeah. We need Alistair to do that, though, because that's primal. I can't cast magic in Shapeshift. There you go. Um, you, you could, like, give a burst of energy, like, when the, when he's about to drop the hammer, you could, like, send some type of magic. And, like, well, I thought Chukor couldn't do it. Who's doing this? Well, this is... That, that's my, my question here. Would... Is there... No, he said would the... Enhancing his strength be an augment, or would it be a utility spell? I think by based on the effect, I think augment would make sense because they increase the ability of a skill checks by they make by plus a green. Like that's the base basis of an augment spell. Right. Okay. In that case, he would. Ehrlich would walk over to Chewcourt and kind of like put a hand on his arm and try to do the most boosted augment spell that he could kind of come up with. This isn't really his thing. Um, Like just to do an augment spell would be a ridiculously easy roll. So what he's going to do is could I make it an augment and a Oh, wait, I just noticed something. Oh, I can't do that. Because our um, augment, Arcana, doesn't work with augment. Oh, crap. Oh, yep. Divine or primal? Alistair grabs the, 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 the mallet. And uh, magically, he he summons his gauntlets, which adorn his claws like they would his hands. And uh, I I believe I have to flip a story token for this. Yeah, to summon your gauntlets in this craziness, yes. Yep, yep. So we're summoning the gauntlets. I now have the ability to summon things from outside the dimension to this one. And Alistair's hands become regular dragon size. Which looks incredibly comical. Uh, yes, it's like the Toon World episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Of course. So Alistair grabs grabs the mallet with his giant dragon fist 
and smashes it down on the on the hand lever or whatever the hell the 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 you know what I mean the gong. Mm-hmm. Yep, or not the gong. The the yes, the button. The beeper, yeah. Without like any preparation, he just runs up, grabs the hammer, and smashes it. Yeah, I I am I'm basically hitting this for ooh, where'd my sheet go? Shit. Whoa. It's trying to escape the table. Ah! Here, if we shrink it a little bit. There we go. All right, anyways. Uh, yeah, so I, I I smack it as hard as I can uh, with as much strength as I have, which is four, five brawn. Uh, this counts as a melee heavy. Does it count as a melee? What does it count? Well, it's two-handed weapons. So. Well, but yeah. I remember, I have I have a giant freaking dragon hand. Yep, I would say it's a melee attack. So you can go ahead and put the melee in there. When you grab the gauntlet, it's almost silly how light this thing is. Um, Or as you grab the um, hammer. Like, it almost feels like one of those rubber mallet, you know, those toy mallets, uh, as you pick it up. And and at first you think you're just really strong, but then you realize it's weird. And then as you go to, like, swing it down, like, it increases in mass exponentially. Like, you are... You are pretty confident this is, thing is going through the floor of this. <laughs> of this, so go ahead and uh, if you want to, if you want to hold back, or if you you get to tell me how you want to do it based on the roll. But you know, uh, Alistair a hundred percent wants he's swinging this intentionally as hard as he can, full swing, no stop, no ifs ands or buts. All right, and then I'm going to say the difficulty of this swing is melee is usually two purple, but I'm going to go ahead and take one of my story points and make one of those purples a red because this could be interesting. Oh, somebody's going to get disemboweled by a ogre. There's that one I'm... Ah, oh, damn, that's an 11. Four All right. Passes. All right, you smash the hammer down into this thing. Uh, the wooden like sensor pad or whatever completely busts. Uh, the hammer goes through the platform, through the floor itself, which it looked like dirt earlier and kind of sawdust like you'd expect from a ring. But as it smashes through the floor, the natural wood of the actual um, cottage, uh, Rosteria Cove house, like actually kind of breaks up and you like splinters fly up and around Um, the rest of you, as you watch the meter moves like a half inch up and then it kind of bounces around and then starts spinning around the outside of it. Almost like it's, it's got so much energy that it's, it's broken out of its little needle thing and is now just spinning around and goes up, 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 up until it hits the top. And then you hear a, a ding from a bell at the top and then it, it starts winding down and it ends at somewhere in the middle and it says achieve godhood and Grilzik looks at Chukorg and smiles. I knew it! I knew it! Of course. The, uh, the Cyclops um, has a tear roll down from its eye as it looks at its now ruined uh, bell thing. And Grilzik hops down off his little stool and goes over and pets the Cyclops for a moment, calming him down. And the Cyclops slowly starts to drag 
the contraption off, but then as it gets to the edge where there is literally a wall, it melts into the wall with the contraption. Poor, poor Rufus. So what's the next challenge? Oh, oh yes, yes. Ramen we must go on. Game. Absolutely. Next game. Excellent. Excellent. Next room. Next room. And he kind of summons you off into the up some what looks like a, originally like a door, but then there's actually like a staircase to go up into the next level of Wisteria Cove. Uh, and as you get to the next level, it's again one big rooftop. But then you see there's a, a shallow like one of those uh, moats that they you know they dive into the, like the bathtubs or whatever, and it has like this weird looking crocodile that type thing but you can definitely tell you too this is some type of spirit um and it's got it's like it's phasing in and out of existence a little bit and it's got dark black scales and you can see that there is a a, just a tiny tightrope over the just a couple inches above the crocodile and then like a hundred feet up there's a trapeze and you can see up at the top of this trapeze all sorts of like random jutting spikes that seem to be floating back and forth in kind of a rhythmic pattern above. Challenge two, Grilzik says. Game two. I call across the crocodile. It's one of my favorites. All right, I have a question. Would anyone have actually grabbed his hero to drag him along? Otherwise, he he would have absolutely stayed on the first floor otherwise. Now, this is your challenge, Suv. Yes. Gork would have put his arm around Yutiru. I'll be back. And forcibly drug him. Come on, Yutiru. Lyrics game awaits. So they walk up the stairs. You know one of those cartoons when something's like grabbed and it just like like snagged by the cane to be pulled off stage or something yeah, else where know, it's like they, they just sort of bend around it? Yutiru's doing that. He is in full U mode as Chukork is like dragging along as if there's like a strong breeze pushing against him, but there's really nothing. For the record, Alistair's unequipped his gauntlets. Does that make his uh, hands smaller again? Yes. Okay. Once they point out the challenge between that and Chukork and his, um, let's just say his smell enough to at least pull Yutiru to the present for the moment. That oh, looks like it will be difficult to cross for one with feats, yes? I know, that's why you're going to do it. This Chukork gives Yutiru some words of encouragement. It can't be that, that hard. That, that would be cheating, Chukork. It's not uh, cheating, it's, uh, you know, using uh, the tools we have available. I don't walk. Your ability, exactly. You can just float right over. Touch and the through. spikes would just go through me. That there, there's exactly. It's an easy win. There are punishments for cheating. Yes, it's not cheating. <sighs> Rilzik explained the rules when we first came in, or when the start of the game. What are the rules again? Uh, go do it as Chukork pushes Yutiru forward. 
All right, Ichiro is like Chukor pushes a little bit too much, and Ichiro's incorporeal just kicks in, and it's like an awkward moment where he just simply goes through Ichiro. Ichiro is not on board with, and gives a warning hiss. It's all then, about the agility. Ichiro will make his way over to Grilzik. And sort of like stare at him for a moment there. Through Grilzik's one eye, he kind of stares back, and then you see a, a kind of a toothy grin kind of as he looks over at you. So, will you try my game? That is the question, isn't it? It is, is what it, I asked. Is it Peter, fair? I'll do it. If I try. Yes. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely for you, indeed. That is not encouraging. (laughs) This is not the time and place, but I will have words with you yet. Mm, Yes, definitely not the time and place. And he kind of pulls out a pocket watch and flips it open. Mm. Yes, sometime soon, I suppose, as time goes. Tiro just flicks his tongue at that and twists his way around the sort of like slow drifts in a helix as he goes up and around the ladder up towards this tightrope area. So the tightrope itself, I mean, this is, I mean, to be clear, like the tightrope is just a few inches above the water of the moat. So it's less than, it's less than six feet up. The, if you want to go to the trampeze, those are way up in the air. But the, the tightrope itself is only a few inches above right, the water. Is the tightrope part of the game, or yeah, you, it's it's All clear right. you can choose one. You can choose the tightrope or the trapeze. Itero is actually going to choose the trapeze because it's just going through the air. Whereas the tightrope, he feels he will be honor bound in order to actually be on the tightrope at all times, and he's not sure how to physically do that. All right, so you climb or you make your way up towards the top of the towards the trapeze, and you see Grozik pulls out his little organ again and starts playing music, and you see the 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 spikes start to swing more and more, and you see some of the magic that you had previously put into the pipe organ as it starts to swirl up and around into the spikes, and they start phasing in and out. Are they healing spikes? How the hell does that work? You'll have to find out if you want to find out. (laughs) No, I don't want to find out. Simple enough game! Simple enough game! Crossover! Hmm. To be clear on this, Tiro just pulses the sound back down. (sighs) The, The idea is to be at point A and then at point B, or do you want point A to point B? Mm, interesting. I'll leave it to you. I warn you, though, as you have once before, casting magic in this can have some artifacts. Terry decides to test this with his innate abilities as opposed to casting magic. Let's see how extreme this is and how much it's already messing with the fabric of himself. 
So he is going to teleport one inch to the left. Uh, you go to teleport, and shockingly, the magic, the innate magic of your teleportation just sucks right down into the uh, organ. Yatira will repeat this a few times to watch the innate magic of his teleport continuously be generated and lost. And then he lets out a drawn-out sigh. That is not to be added to the game, as I have not started the crossing, yes? Oh yes, we'll save this for later. Definitely for later! I feel it should not be outside of the game. If it is not part of later contests that I take, yes? Well, maybe not you, but... Maybe not you, but someone. Someone. Someone for sure. (sighs) Alright, so... If I have to make a... Roll to... Impact... This challenge to go with everybody else's stuff... I'm guessing it's going to be either Vigilance or Discipline. Uh, Discipline to choose his path through and to follow it through to avoid flinching, or the uh, Vigilance of simply knowing when the spikes are coming and reacting to it. I would suggest to you that if if what you're asking for is the latter, that sounds a lot more like an acrobatics or an athletics role to me, but... Um, he doesn't do acrobatics. He floats. <laughs> I know. That is why it is a challenge. <laughs> it's like if we went with his innate speed, then that's why I'm saying the other things as opposed to that, because he he's used to racing through the air at this point. He's had a so few wait, days he, of this. Ichiro is chosen for this, yes? Yeah, he was chosen because he can fly. That was literally Chukor's logic was let us cheat at this as hard as possible. Yeah. Uh, I would say a discipline roll could be made if you want to try to stick to the path that you've gotten. But, I mean, the the innate challenge of the flight is that there are spikes flying back and forth at random. You know who would have been great at this, Chukorg? Alistair would have been great at this. You know, I thought Yatiru, since he could fly. And what's your agility? I didn't look at your agility. I'm going to apply my intellect with this. between the intellect and the willpower to then have the discipline to follow the course. Yatiru will find the pattern out of the chaos. This is something he is absolutely capable of. Are, are you going to be like that kid in Galaxy Quest where he's like, one, two, 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 one, two, 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 and the, at the death hall? Not with talking aloud, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you wish to discern a pattern in the randomness, you may. Well, I figure that's something he could just hand wave figure out. Actually acting on it would be a roll. Okay. So, what is the difficulty of the distractions here? So, as you kind of analyze the pattern... Do something to change it, because otherwise there's no real difficulty to this. Yeah, he definitely does. So as you kind of determine the pattern, you notice that as Grilzik plays and the speed and tempo of his play, which is somewhat random and chaotic, affects 
both the breeze at this air level, so like the different air flows that are kind of pushing around in multiple different directions, as well as the swinging of the spikes. Uh, and sometimes they seem to act independent of each other, where you'd normally expect a breeze that is pushing westwardly to push the spike westwardly at the same pace. But in some cases, they're even going eastwardly. So it's, it is, he is definitely controlling a lot of this chaos through the speed and randomness of his music. Um, but it definitely has somewhat of a pattern to it, but you have to account for at any moment he could change the, his tune. All right, so... What is our dice difficulty roll? What is your... what? what are you, what's the ultimate roll that you're rolling for this? Um, I'm going to say it's probably... Like, I want to use discipline as a pattern. Okay. And then if he fails that roll, then I would do vigilance to react to it. That seems fair to me as far as a logical progression of failure goes. Okay. If it is a discipline roll, uh, I would say it is probably two purple and a red. One success, four advantages. So you begin to make your way through. Grozik randomly starts playing almost haphazardly across the organ keys. It's, you know, it gets those sounds of like a two-year-old like slamming all their fingers on all the keys, and all the all the random stuff starts like floating and flying around in like a cacophony of randomness. But you're able to kind of see a pattern and even in this chaos of just like there it's still melodic uh, although maybe not what most people would consider good music but it's still melodic in its tempo and cadence so however you wish to play to that all right so yeah yatira would fret his way through his advantages are the fact that he can pull this off at all <laughs> I would say being able to deal with Grilzik's randomness is absolutely, like, consumes freaking three or four advantages right there, because holy shit, the man can play, and who knows what those two notes will actually be. But by virtue of the one success, Yatiru will make his way through. For the spectators below, it will be an interesting sight of Yatiru stopping, going, twisting, and arcing. It's like they've seen him move around, but this is... Something else is the limits of the flexibility of something without any skeleton to hold it back. And yes, Alistair can say his things as he's watching. You make your way through, uh, and as you make your way to the other end of this crazy mess, uh, Grilzik stops playing and claps, I knew you would do well at this, Chukorg! Ah. Cork is also clamping. Yatira is just going to flat out teleport down Defiance during this one moment of no music just to feel some minor degree of comfort of self. Game two is complete and we go to game three. On to game three. He takes you into a small room inside Wisteria's Cove building. 
Uh, this one, unlike the Grand Circus rooftop of old, this one has a small, um, this is, is just a small room. It's probably actually like a broom closet or something in that cove itself. But you can see in it are three large wooden chests sitting up against the wall. <clears throat> and he looks over at you, Chukorg. And now, for some fun, I say this. Three wooden chests exist. Pick one and consume it, or what is inside. All right. And if it helps you move forward, then you may move forward. If you still remain in this room, well then, you will have to pick another. This is obviously a Jukork challenge. Consuming things of questionable origin. I thought you might like it. Jukork picks the center chest. As you go up to the chest, you lift up the lid of it easily. Inside is a red, viscous-looking potion. You see small flames dancing on the inside of the beaker. Uh, and Grilzik says, oh, you're going to like this one. Uh, can I uh, smell it and inspect it first using uh, alchemy? Yes, you may. I mean, I'm going to drink it regardless, but... <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's fine. It's good. I'd still like this have a bit of insight. Alright, so I got two yellow. Nice. I would say this is an average difficulty challenge for you. So that's two purple. Ah, damn. Is that good? No, it's, it's um oh it's it's bad. interesting. It's two core levels. Oh, Zero successes, one threat, and one triumph. How did I get a triumph? I don't know. Do you want to use that? Like, can that be used to re-roll, or do we want to have no, that do something weirdly narrative instead? I want to know. Just, uh, just tell me. All right. So uh, you're unable to determine the exact uh, nature of this, but with your triumph, uh, you know the type of alchemy this is, right? So this is this is some form of uh, enhancement. Um, you don't believe it is inherently dangerous to you with the triumph. You know how to you know how to ingest this type of thing without any adverse side effects to you. Whereas you know you, how to eat shrooms. <laughs> whereas if somebody who was inexperienced may take too much or too little at a time. So Chukork and his vast experience of ingesting uh, mind altering substances uh, chugs the potion. You chug down the potion. Uh, you feel for a moment uh, the the flame as it kind of licks down your throat. The, the taste of it is uh, almost like you ate like really hot sriracha. Um, and as it kind of goes down your gullet, uh, you burp involuntarily, and a stream of flame comes out of your mouth. You can direct that flame any which direction you wish. Uh, yeah. so, Straightforward. Uh, Grilzik? <laughs> uh, it's uh, past the chest that it opened. At the wall, I guess. Yeah, it hits the wall. You see the yeah. flames melt the stone of the building, and you you can kind of see the outside through kind of like a weird haze, because again, you're in multi-dimensions. But like, there is a hole probably the size of a, you know, a cannonball in the side of this building now. And Grilzik claps and laughs. Oh, good show, good show, good show. 
uh, I warn you, that may last for an hour or so, so just be careful with the burps. <laughs> I'll be all right. Is there a visible closed door or other thing that might be an indicator of where he may belch to possibly advance? I'll just start belching into the air. <laughs> for quite the show. Um, there, there's only the one door that you came in in this room. Like I said, it was like essentially like a broom closet. So there's nothing obvious either in this dimension or the other dimension that would, other than the literally the door you came out of. Hmm. Can I do a roll to have Yatiru try to sense something to help out here? Yeah, you certainly could. Also, if Chukar could remember, he might have something that could help him with this. Wait, wait, wait. What was the what was the question, Troy? No, I was going to have Yatiru's general dimensional senses have tried to find a direction to point you in. Oh, uh, Chukorg. Now, did you say this out loud? I, I, I didn't. I, I'm attempting to give you a hint as to how you, some of your previous ill-gotten gain may help you. Yeah, I've got it. I just... Chukorg. So we, we don't know where the door is, right? We have one known door. Everywhere else is a wall, floor, and ceiling. Chukorg pulls out his wand of detect super secret doors. Which I believe has two charges left, I think. Yes, because we haven't had a rest period to restock it yet. And I I, re, I thought it was three times per session. so I'd yeah, like, It might be. I'd like to to cast it. All right. Using your innate sense of magic, Chukorg, you cast it, and then you see immediately below your feet a small swirling circle appear in the floor. All right. I punch it. You punch the floor? Yeah. Okay. Uh, give me a melee check. Let's see, that's a four and one, right? Brawn? Brawl? Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna actually just punch it, it's just melee, which is uh, five green for you. Okay, because it makes more sense. I'm not actually wrestling with it against uh That'd be two purple. Yeah, you can't really wrestle the floor. You could break dance, but it's not the same. Three successes, zero advantages. You punch the floor, and it immediately gives way under the under your hit, uh, and you just start you plummet down probably five or six feet before your feet hit a stone stone floor. You can decide how you wish to uh, land. Gracefully head first. Can I do anything to try to help with this? Sure. I would like to. Do I have to do a vigilance roll to catch this in time? Or... Sounds good to me. All right. I'm going to say this is like two cork levels of unexpected, so I'm going to toss that red die in there. All right. Two 
Two successes, one advantage. Alright, what you do is protected this day. How how do you protect you, Gorg? He goes down head first in his surprise tumble. But right as he's about to hit the ground, Itiru will teleport him in the opposite direction. His momentum like to flip him. His momentum will then make him go upwards in sort of a surprise like uh pop-up bowl out of the hole for a moment before then falling and landing on his feet with not exactly grace, but his equivalent. This day, Chukorg does not get a concussion. <laughs> for the rest of you, Grilzik uh, pulls from his satchel that is around his waist, uh, pulls a full-size ladder out of it, and uh, puts it down into the hole. I guess that's one way to get down there. To go on? This is the only way. Hmm, good point. And he jumps off head first and smashes into the cement. Hold on, can I try this also to kill that? Or... Sure. Because I would have at least been looking in the direction, so I don't know if I need to actually do a roll on this one. Sure, if you wish to do something for Grilzik too, that's fine. Yeah. As much as Yatiru is horribly... Like, Chukorg levels are suspicious of Grilzik. I'm not and the sus- beef is there. Chukorg's not suspicious at all. Grilzik isn't the Vivicantum. Yeah. Grilzik's never done anything what? bad. Well, Grilzik gets to experience the same damn thing because he repeated the same damn action. So, congrats, Grilzik. You have now also gotten to be whack-a-mole. Uh, so I'm guessing Alistair and Ehrlich, you guys climb down? Yep. I I just fly down. All right. You guys make your way down, and uh, Grilzik looks at you, Ehrlich, with, uh, and kind of strokes his non-existent beard a few times. One challenge left, one competitor, yes? Ah, uh, yep. Ehrlich, you're up. Ehrlich would... would kind of eye him dubiously, but then would step over. Grilzik, um shakes your hand, holds out his hand to shake your hand. Erlich would stare at him a moment. Just, that's it? He's just holding out his hand to shake his hand? Yep. <laughs> Ehrlich would Ehrlich would shake his hand. You see him sigh after you after your momentary pause. He looks over at you, Chugorg. For a moment I thought your friend was just plain rude. Uh, I thought he well I thought he was gonna screw up. Ah, anyways, after you're done shaking your hand for a moment, or Grizzlick kind of walks uh, over. You're kind of in a basement area. There's a a wash tub in the middle, and he kind of uh, flips the wash tub on its bottoms and steps up onto it. And you see him for one moment. He's there, and then you then you guys feel the presence and change of magic. And then there are three Grizzlicks on three wash tubs. The one on the left is. 
Looks like a very um, sprightly Grilzik. He's got a hammer in one hand and a chisel in the other. You've got the clown Grilzik who's in the middle with a big scar over his face. And you've got a third Grilzik who has some type of leather tanning um, gear on. And they all look at you and in three distinctly Grilzik voices with just slight twists to their modulations, you hear them say in one voice, which is the real Grilzik? It's everybody's going to facepalm at this. So we have Clown Grilzig, we have Leather Tater Grilzig, and we have... Stonecutter Grilzig, I guess. Stonecutter Grilzig. They're all three on the same basin. Ooh, I know, I know. Chugork <laughs> pipes up. Oh, I know you know Chugork, but I, I must know, just I your know. friends as well. I know, he's got to do it on his own. Erlich would look between the three of them for a moment. If only the dog could be used for this. Gotta think hard, man. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you're killing me. Ehrlich would point to the clown girl's egg. And he points to himself? Me? I am the real Grilzig? Yes. Final answer? No taxis, backsies? Yes. He looks over at Chukorg. Chukorg, would you please enlighten this fool? Uh, Elric, I'm pretty sure that was right. <sighs> Chukorg, it is so much fun playing with you all. <laughs> I can't wait till our next meeting. It has been it has been the most enlightening seven years of my life. But alas, this game must come to an end. You are three for four for our challenges, so I shall give you one and a half prizes. Wait, 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 it's been seven years. To Grilzik. Now Yatiru has been saying it back, flailing like that student in the class that knows the answer. Uh, he has been immediately cut off and denied the opportunity to say something. And with that, uh, you see Grozik um, take his other forms of Grozik. Uh, they all touch their hands for just a moment, and then the two girls, other Grozik's, the, the non-clown Grozik's disappear and a fit of laughter and then where they are left two objects or one and a half objects lie on the wash tub he climbs down shakes your hand to korg and that is where we'll leave it for tonight Ooh. what was the answer yeah what was the real grizzly
It was all of them. Is that right, Coco? Totally right. 